Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, we got to let you know that this special broadcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Bell Promo. Bell Promo is the home of the 12-piece minimum on everything, and they offer simplified pricing, uh, one low setup and never repeat setups, regardless of the number of colors, locations, or decoration method. Bell Promo has the largest inventory of product styles and colors and in uh, top categories like drinkware, bags, writing instruments, and apparel. Bell Promo offers free samples and was one of the 2021 best places to work. So be the reason someone smiles today and go check them out at bellpromo.com and tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Why don't we say hi to Stephen McFadden? You're looking very bright and warm and all fresh with the, the hair. Yeah, I, I, I figured, you know, I hear you guys talking about rain and 30 40 50 degrees i was like you know it's sunny in 82 right now let me uh let me just rub that in a little bit so we'll be there next week don't worry the, <laughs> the weather's the weather's coming it's going to be like 78 next week so uh, looking forward to that uh meg how are you doing uh obviously not as bright or sunny as per usual I, but we got i guess the call to save meg Gerber with like 1800 ring lights uh <laughs> did not work last week so <laughs> Oh. Either that or they're still stuck uh, in transit. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, um, doing pretty good. I mean, considering yeah. I'm MRI tonight for my knee. So I was going to ask, how's the knee? Still still pretty banged up, but MRI tonight. We'll see. We'll see. I don't, we didn't actually discuss that on the podcast last week. Do you want to go into that at all? Um, I'm just old and can't do the things <laughs> that I used to be able to do. 20 years ago, apparently. You know, hey, if anyone wanted to pick a fight with Meg, this is this is the time to do it, right? This is. Yeah. I got one leg, one leg. It was funny, actually. That day, I went to class and I was like, oh, "I'm feeling real good today." Like, VJ's like, "Are you? Are you feeling good? Like, are you?" I'm like, still dealing with a rib injury, and I'm. I was like, you know what? My left knee. I think I'm. I'm ready for another shot in it, but I'm feeling feeling good. I'm feeling like today's the day. Hey, what well, uh, new Herbert. new fighter name is One Leg Meg. One Leg Meg. Uh, I was just going to say, Meg Erber is now officially the, the uh, one-legged woman in an ass-kicking contest. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Otherwise, Well, we, we have a very special episode for you guys today, and we're, we're joined today by Jonathan Isaacson with Gymline. Um, and so really excited to have you on board uh, to, to tell us all about the topic today. But before we get into that, it is customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself. Uh, maybe how you found out about the promotional products industry and uh, your journey through that and maybe what you've been up to since. Well, all of three or four minutes to give my life story. I'm, I'll try not to overdo it. Um, so uh, I think everybody knows I'm the chair and CEO of Gemline, uh, supplier of uh, a whole bunch of stuff uh, to the industry. And um, I bought this business in 1994 from family members. Uh, we were positioned quite differently way back then uh, as a, our claim to fame was cheap tote bags. Uh, as long as it was cheap, we were happy to sell them. And it's a little bit different um, what we're selling today. 
Uh, and so we spent some time repositioning the company in a lot of different ways. And today our focus is on quality uh, brands and design. If it doesn't meet one of those uh, objectives, then we're just not in that market. And uh, so we're, we have, uh, we've moved up to a facility we built here in Lawrence and uh, haven't looked back. Uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts, a uh, little bit south of the New Hampshire border. So it's been a great journey. Uh, it's um, it's fun to be able to work with people that you really like. Um, I am a very, very lucky individual. I know that people say that, but I still enjoy coming to the office after all of this time because I really like the, and respect the people that I work with. Um, and my role has changed a bit. Uh, I am no longer operating the business day to day, but I'm much more involved in strategy, vision, and uh, the stuff that we do around community, which I suspect is something that we'll talk a little bit about today. Absolutely. Well, I know, you know, I guess we'll just launch right into the topic too. So uh, we want to talk about, you know, the war in Ukraine. Uh, you guys just hosted, uh, and I say you guys, you and Jim Line uh, just hosted a, a very uh, excellent webinar from what I hear. Um, and basically that was about understanding the war in Ukraine and the causes and effects uh, of that or causes and consequences. Um, and you guys had, I think over a thousand people registered for that within the industry. And um, you even had the uh, the mayor of Kiev on the pot, on, on the webinar with you guys. Uh, why don't we go into that a little bit? Cause that is the topic for today. We wanna talk about the war in Ukraine, uh, what the industry is doing uh, to sort of help uh, the people of Ukraine and refugees. Um, so why don't we launch into that, uh, Jonathan, with the, we'll talk about the event from yesterday, first of all. So it was a powerful event. I think anybody who was on, it's sometimes hard to watch this stuff. Uh, it, people have said that it's, it's difficult. It's emotionally draining, but the people who are living there don't get to turn it off. And what we didn't want to do, uh, is what we wanted to do is provide education without, uh, well, uh, provide education and information. And that was the primary goal. I don't want to say what we didn't want to do, but we, we tried to um, maintain some balance in terms of, of, um, of what we did in a very emotional situation. We were very fortunate that the mayor had decided to join us. I had known a few weeks ago that he had agreed to join us. Um, he is, as you can imagine, being the mayor of the capital city, that you have an army sending their tanks down the street to get to. He's a busy guy. I wasn't sure he was going to actually show up. So we didn't advertise it, that he was going to be there until either a day or a couple of days beforehand. But he kept saying we were on his dance card and he showed up. At first, I thought we were just going to have audio, but he was on video also in his office. And he had just come from Bucha, uh, uh, where then um, some really bad stuff happening. And he was very emotional at the time. He's, a, he's the guy's a former heavyweight boxing champion of the world, and he has a PhD. He's a very interesting human being, but he was quite emotional. And then you could watch the other people who were there who are very prominent business people in Ukraine and everybody was already emotional. Listening to him describe what was going on uh, was difficult for people. And there's really two tracks in this to think about. One is the political track um, of, geez, why are we here? What, what's going on? I don't understand this. 
and most people don't know the history of the region, which is quite complicated. And then there's the individual human piece of this. And so what we were trying to do is give a skim of the of the uh, geopolitical, you know, how did we get here piece, where we really were spending most of our time was on the human piece. Because if you imagine yourself in some town in Ukraine, you're the baker or you're the local screen printing shop, and all of a sudden there are tanks running down the street and you've got your family, how do you process that? What do you, th you know, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And for most people, it seems like this stuff is really far away. I mean, where is Ukraine? How many people knew what the capital of Ukraine was before all of this happened? And so uh, this is my fourth of this, these events that I've done uh, for different audiences. Uh, it's taken me on a really interesting personal journey. Uh, and what I said in the first meeting stands, the first event stands for today, which is that at the very least, if you do nothing else, you have to bear witness that this stuff goes on in the world and you see it on TV and you can change the channel and watch the prices right uh, instead because it's emotionally easier. But I don't think that I, I think that it's incumbent upon us as as citizens of the globe to tune in and watch and bear witness. And then if possible, and you're so moved by this to do something. And whether it's a donation or calling your politician or to talk somebody about it to somebody and say, this is, these are real people uh, who aren't involved in a lot of them in the political scene, just trying to live their lives. And we need to notice. And, and the humanitarian piece of this, it's, it's, it's unbelievably tragic. Yeah, I I was I attended the webinar yesterday, Jonathan, and it was very powerful. It was it was moving, and I'm I'm actually trying not to cry right now, thinking about just the things that the mayor was saying for when he was describing how after he visited some people that had lost everything in the bombs, he was like, "Well, let's move you." Sorry. <laughs> And he said, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. This is my home. Give me weapons and I'll, I'll fight. I want to fight for my home, for my children, for our future. And he, he really was trying to explain the difference between the Russian soldiers and the Ukrainian soldiers. And, and he told the story of how at the end of the day, the Russian shoulder, soldiers are there too for the riches. You know, they want the empire. And the Ukrainian soldiers are there fighting for themselves, for... I'm sorry, for their freedom, for their children, for, um, what was he saying, Wallows? I, I, it was hard to understand his, his accent, but it was so moving. And the one thing that absolutely broke me, um, sorry, I'm like shaking. He said there was um, some talk about pictures of children. And the children had words and numbers written on their back. And sorry. There's a very powerful picture of a little girl with the numbers written on their back. So if the parents are killed, the girl can be traced back. It's a very tough thing to think about. The reality is that in this is there are no winners, that there's a lot of people who are caught up, you know, in this, uh, in events beyond their control. And again, it's incumbent upon us as citizens of the world to at least notice this. And the other piece is um, to realize how fortunate we are in terms of we all have our day to day 
struggles and for some people I, a lot of struggles but you know you look at these people and what they're dealing with uh, on all sides now there's a lot of pain and this is a tragedy uh, it's and I it's it's hard to wrap your head around it and I, one of the things that I've noticed about the industry is that the industry cares and people want to do something and one of the things that we've and this is true of a lot of different things that there's a lot of good people who operate in this industry who want to do good things for various people this is today's big issue and there are many of them there's been a the last few years have been it's been difficult for the world but for us to have hope on a better future we have to engage at some level Hey, Jonathan, I wanted to ask, um, obviously, the, the, the guests that you had yesterday are probably not readily available, right? <laughs> you know, they have a lot of stuff going on. There's literally a war. What, what is the Gemline connection? Is there, is there a way that <laughs> you guys were able to link up to make this happen? Um, yeah, a lot of people ask me this. Um, so I, I sort of straddle a whole bunch of different worlds. Um, because, uh, you know, I talked a little bit about my job changing at Gemline. So I used to be the day-to-day -day operating person. I am no longer that at this point in my career. We talked about being involved in strategy and vision and engagement in the community. And the community stuff puts me in contact with a lot of different people um, because we have a lot of different types of community engagement. We're involved in the local healthcare center here uh, in terms of what they do, it's it's very important. They serve, um, I think it's 60 or 80,000 um, people who have um, uh, who who aren't getting their health care through um, normal through a traditional. It's not normal. That's a bad way of saying it. Through a traditional uh, physician, they provide primary care critical in the community. And there's all sorts of stuff that's happened as a result of COVID that we engage with, you know, supporting after school programs, supporting all sorts of stuff. And I'm going to say something about this in the end, but I, I run a program for this group called YPO in New England Young Presidents Organization. People were asking what it was. It's, it's almost irrelevant, but I run this, this program almost every year called MBA in a Day, where professors come and talk about things. And what had happened was I did a quick switch. I was supposed to run a different event, but I moved it over to Ukraine and then sort of crawled through my networks to get to some people. And I don't even remember. I mean, this was, we did this on March 4th. I decided the very end of February to run this first event. I don't even remember how I got connected, but then I got sucked into the vortex and they said, hey, can you help us run an event? on the west coast and we got that going can you run let it help us run our, an event in europe and we got that going and then i decided that the industry needed to hear this and that because i saw this stuff going on and it's this is not the industry is not built for this is not a a charity a 501c3 them I this is a bunch of individual companies many of them competing against each other but Part of what we started doing during the during COVID is to provide educational webinars. We had access through again the same work to, that I've done in, around healthcare to epidemiologists and all these other people, and so we made them available to the industry. And with it's it's sort of 
it's kept going. And um, the, these are tough, the ones that I've done these last sessions on Ukraine. A lot of these are fun to do. I, the one I, we did on supply chain um, was really interesting and I hopefully really useful for people. Uh, and we get a fair amount of people who sign up for this thing. Um, so it's, um, I don't really know how to tell you how to do this. We were very lucky to get the mayor and I wasn't sure that he would actually show up. Um, and it's, um, it was um, an honor we, just to be able to be in that room, you know, proverbial room with him to be able to hear him speak. I, I, I feel very honored. Well, he was very emotional at the time, frankly. Um, also, he had just come back from a really tough situation and you can see the toll that it's taking on them. I mean, this is my, my fourth one of these events and you get them, these are humans. And so they're dealing with all the human emotion of what they're seeing and dealing with day to day. Some of these people were incredibly, are, were, I don't know what it is, uh, prominent, powerful people, uh, very, very well-spoken. Olena who was on the broadcast yesterday said to me, you know, my husband and I were just boring people. And what you get is ordinary people who end up in an extraordinary circumstance. And is it different than the greatest generation in terms of who were the people who, you know, were in those landing craft on D-Day? And you think you get put in these situations. Um, and that's what this situation is for them right now, is this is their, their extraordinary moment. So, uh, it's it's tough, but um, I'm glad that so many people found it meaningful in terms of hearing the message and wanting to do something about this. So, Jonathan, you had mentioned several of these uh, webinars that you're doing, not necessarily just with the, the Ukrainian war, but also uh, you'd mentioned supply chain and stuff like that. Where where are people able to find these to register moving forward? And and are any of them recorded for people to, to watch afterwards? Yeah, it, so it, it depends on who's there. So we're going to try. I, my phone blew up after this episode. My phone, my email, my um, Facebook. I mean... The nice thing about being alive today is that we have more communication platforms than you can possibly keep track of. And so everything blew up yesterday and people said, I'd like to you know, show the recording to my mother, my cousin, my whoever. And so I have the recording, we're gonna do some editing. There are some pieces that some people don't want out there, unfortunately, um, but I understand the reasons why. We'll get the whole piece, I believe, with the mayor. We'll get the whole piece with oh, wow. um, Dimitro and Olena out. Um, we'll lose a couple other pieces, but we will try to make that available uh, to people. And we'll, we haven't figured out the format yet. This has been more crushing than all the other ones. We'll continue with the webinars, the educational webinars. There's other stuff that we, that we will do. We try to make it topical, like around supply chain. Um, with this guy who is, you'll see him in the Wall Street Journal. I mean, the guy's quoted everywhere. He's a force of nature. But we try to bring um, really high quality content um, and special resources that people might find interesting and not readily available. But where do people find that? Is it on Gemline's website? Is it? Gem, it's on Gemline. It'll be on Gemline's website. And we generally send out something and post it all over the industry on our social. I mean, it's the standard way that people get it out. But Gemline.com plus in all of our LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those places. Awesome. We put it out there.
Jonathan, can you speak to some of the things that Gemline is doing um, for humanitarian relief? Like, I know you guys, I think you committed to donating $100,000 to different, you know, beneficiaries um, handling this crisis. Do you want to speak on that for a little bit? Yeah, we, we committed to a minimum of $100,000 for the Ukraine crisis. We just put our um, corporate social responsibility report out that talks about everything that we're doing. You know, last year was closer to six hundred thousand dollars of donations. So we're as we've we've so this is the interesting piece. Um, I never used to talk about this stuff. I never used to bring it to the industry. Um, what typically happened is we got engaged in the community and we said nothing because we have a belief within Gemline that the world operates better when business leans into the community. And that this is just what you do. And I know there are plenty of others in the industry who feel the same way. And what, it, what ended up happening is people got a little bit grumpy that I didn't internally that I didn't talk about it. So they'd go somewhere, find out that we had done something. I had never mentioned it because we just do it. We just engage and people got grumpy. So now we talk about it a whole heck of a lot more. And what a friend of mine said is that you have to talk about it because it gets other people interested in engaging in their own communities. And especially post COVID, there's no lack of need for whatever is important to you personally. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of stuff out there on Gemline's website. You'll see, and I, I think they just posted it up. We have a list of charities and what we tried to be is um, smart and intellectually rigorous about the charities that we selected because there's a lot of different types of charities out there. And what I will tell you is a lot of money is gonna disappear that has been donated if people don't do the work up front. You know, they just wanna check the box. And it's fine, I mean, if you give, uh, it's not fine that the money disappears. There are some easy charities to go with, but we tried to be a little bit more careful. So we think about it in multiple buckets and I'm only gonna talk about two of the buckets. One is the big institutional charities. If you think about um, Save the Children, for example, um, great charity, raised a lot of money, doing great work, providing psychosocial support for the kids as they're coming across the border. There's gonna be all sorts of issues I mean, really, I won't get Meg going again with some of the really tough issues we've talked to people about. You see the pictures of these kids and you're like, holy crap, this is really tough. And you need somebody who can mobilize in a, in a big way. And I actually spoke to the chair of the board to save the children and I've spoken with three or four different people. And there's been a lot of interaction. So we didn't just say, okay, check the box, tell us what's going on. And then how is this rated? how much of their how much money goes into services and how much goes into overhead and you can look up on charity navigator or a bunch of other places and um whether it's world central kitchen or whatever is whatever um is important to you on this in terms of the services rendered you can look it up and make sure that they're actually delivering the services to the people in need so that was one piece the other thing which john lynch from linka and linka is owned by vantage i've known john uh, for longer than I care to talk about. And John, John has done a yeoman's job in identifying the small nimble charities that are out there delivering services quickly. And to be able to do that, know that this one is good and this one isn't, is really 
tough. Somebody has to be on the ground. And he and I spoke about it. And for American companies donating, if you want the deduction, which a lot of people do, you need a 501c3. So they created a bucket with a 501c3, did it in like a week. And it's a way, it's right up on our website. You can all see it. And it's a way for people to be able to donate and know on the other side, there's responsible people who are making sure the money gets into the right hands for today's now need. And there is actually a letter that we have from the American ambassador to Poland endorsing this. And so, you know, I, we should probably put that up on our website now that I think about it. But, you know, I gave it to a different group of people. And so and, and AmCham, the American Chamber of Commerce in Poland, where John is on the board, they've gotten behind this as well, because when one of the things that the U.N. said, John didn't have time to talk about this. The U.N. is in and the U.N. can be the U.N. and I don't want to go there about the U.N., but um, John said they have quite good people on the ground in terms of the, some of the, the disaster relief with the refugees. And they were saying oftentimes in some of these zones, they'll go to AmCham to help because they can get American businesses to mobilize. And this goes back to what I was saying before. American businesses have a real ability, a powerful ability to mobilize. And this country, in spite of all of our divisions and uh, you know, yada, yada, yada here on TV, I don't care where you live. I don't care what political stripe you are. This country is filled and this industry is filled with people who really care and want to do the right thing. And so it's a little bit about what we talked about in terms of the Ukraine for good and the promo cares, you know, raising money. We did a match there. But um, people, people want to help. There's this, I, I don't know, I don't want to sound corny in all of this, but when businesses engage with the community, we end up with a better community. And whatever is important for us, it's about education and about health. We've created a matrix on what we think is important. And then when stuff comes up, we engage. And it, I think people feel good about it internally. Um, people, uh, people feel good that we're doing it. And I think people feel good about doing businesses, doing business with companies that have some sort of moral compass, whatever that is. And so we try to, we keep out of political stuff. <laughs> we stay far away from that with the company. It's not about it's all these places are just delivering services to people in need. And that's where we go. Hey, Jonathan, I had a, a good. That's all right. Go ahead. We're, we're starting to run low on time, though. So sure. Um, you know, I, I understand the, the need for individual education. I think it's brilliant what you guys have done with that. And as well as, you know, financial contributions, I, it's, I can't help but overlook the, the importance of promotional products in the last several uh, iterations of natural disasters or COVID related, you know, things, whether it be sanitizer for this or, you know, finding products and stuff that help after, you know, tsunamis or hurricanes. Is there a promotional product element where there's promotional needs in, in a war? I mean, personally, I don't know. So I'm just wondering, is there, is there a call for goods that, either suppliers yeah. or distributors alike can help with providing. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, what John said and what John heard um, from the UN. And they had an example of 150 or 140 containers of t-shirts that were sent to the Philippines after a disaster and they used seven and the rest sat there. 
Right. And part of the problem is the needs shift on some of this stuff. And what they really want is cash to deal with the problem of today. That's the first thing. The promotional products, I mean, you, these are very different things that we're talking about. So here we have this war. I, I don't right. personally, our goal is to provide support. We're, we're guppies in the giant tidal pool of the sea. You know, this is, this is a lot has to get done by the government. We can try to help on the humanitarian side. We have very little control. During COVID, part of the job that we did, and I don't, I think it's consequential, is to provide connection. So at Gemline, we talk about community, that, that we are about community, that why do people buy something? They're buying the logo and they're buying that connection. And when people are disconnected, we provide that connection to people. And it's not insignificant. And the sanitizer was good as well. And the industry rallied around promotional, uh, around PPE, and a lot of good stuff was done, but let's not uh, undervalue also or underestimate the power of the connectivity that we provide to people, especially when people were stuck, isolated. Um, and there is a there is a mental health crisis right now that we're going to be dealing with on a lot of different levels for people who just feel isolated, and this at least. If you look at if it, if you look at Ukraine, if you look at some of the other things that the industry has rallied around, this is the kind of stuff that can bring us together. That no matter what your political beliefs are, your religious beliefs are, where you live, here's something that we can all rally around together. Because ultimately, this is about uniting to solve a problem, even among competitors. Which is like this whole promo cares thing that we did, or that they did i was just sort of waving and encouraging on the sidelines that's a that's actually a great opportunity to segue because i did want to mention that and meg i know since bob peachtree forgot to uh, mention you or he omitted you from the uh, the fine folks over at promo cares uh i i'm not going to do that to you uh so <laughs> why don't you mention promo cares and in, in ukraine for good real quick uh before we wrap things up and i'll, sure. I'll actually scroll that right across the bottom here as well but. Awesome. No, I appreciate it. So <clears throat> Jonathan, um, I think Danny Rosen had attended one of those webinars with Jonathan and he was like, man, where's your ask? Like we want to, we want to donate. We want to get involved. Danny brought it back to us. We had an, like an emergency board meeting. Jonathan came on, showed us a video of, um, what was her name again? Elena. Elena. And it brought us to our knees. So we decided immediately that we wanted to get involved. We launched Ukraine for good. Um, we, excuse me, I'm like still choked up about this. So we launched Ukraine for good. Um, we were asking minimum donations of $50. And with that $50 donation, the promo cares board will send you, um, and our hearts are with Ukraine t-shirt. Now, what's really great about this t-shirt is that we are really highlighting compassion over competition. And we were able due to our generous donors to back out all of our hard goods. So immediately I went to SNS activewear and I'm like, I need t-shirts. You know, so they donated 500 T-shirts. Then we went over to Vantage Apparel and we asked them to print the T-shirts. So they're doing the imprinting. Then we went to Alpha Broder and we asked Alpha Broder, hey, will you distribute the T-shirts? Because we know that's a huge cost in itself. Um, and then Chameleon Like stepped up and they donated the reusable compostable bags to ship them in. So we have three major competitors working together for the greater good. You know, we're leveraging promo to recreate, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to create this return on emotion. And now they have this T-shirt showing that, you know, they, they were able to be part of something, something really good. And over the course of these last two weeks, we've had some amazing 
um, other suppliers step up and offer these challenges. Right now, Maple Ridge Farms has one and they are matching all donations for the next 24 hours. Um, and then at the end of this, we're hoping to hit 25 um, because Jonathan is going to match a minimum of $25,000 as well. So we are hoping at the end of this to have a minimum of $50,000 to donate to save the children. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have any, any other comments or anything else that we can do? Jonathan, is there any place we can send folks to, to find you or stay on top of what's happening? Um, well, we have a at gemline.com. There is a page where if people want to donate. They can look at the charities that we have gone through and that we suggest for you to at least look at. And um, so, and I'm around, I mean, I, you know, I answer my phone and I answer my email as everybody's always surprised. Uh, it's just me sitting here answering my emails and my texts and my phone calls. So um, we're a happy part of this industry. It's a great, really interesting, great group of people. Uh, and it's what keeps me driving here every day as I've talked about. So look at, I appreciate everybody's caring and concern about this. It says a lot about the industry that so many people want to engage in some way. And I'll say what I said before and uh, what I say ad nauseum here, when businesses lean in to help the community, the community ends up better. And if we want the company to function, the country and the company, but if we want the country to function like it's supposed to, then we all need to lean in on this um, and be a part of the solution. And whether that's the Boys and Girls Club or an after school program or whatever charity really, or whatever cause really is important to you, it's important to, to be a part of the solution, not just complain about the problems. Understood. Meg, Stephen, anything else? No, Jonathan, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. I mean, we wanted to be respectful of your time and, and thank you for just offering your, your insight. And, you know, we hope that we can use this megaphone to, you know, help create some more you know, buzz about this and awareness. My pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much, having. Jonathan. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think bringing this to the audience, you know, the, to our audience uh, is really going to increase the amount of folks that you guys get over there at Gemline for the webinars and stuff like that. I mean, I know me personally, I'm, I'll sign up to see what else is going on. You know, it's always good to know what's happening, whether it's supply chain or, you know, Ukrainian war, like you guys are covering it all. So, well, it puts a lot of pressure on the next one. I don't know how to do better than what we just did. I mean, that one's like, a, sort of a crazy confluence. The fact that the mayor actually showed up um, was it, it, it surprised me. Um, but and he, he kept saying we're on his dance card. I'm thinking, oh, gee, you know, looking at the news every day and thinking there's no way this happens. But I'm really glad he did because so many people were able to engage and we'll try to make something available for people. We haven't we're going to we're figuring all that out in terms of the format. I have a meeting in about an hour. We'll get something edited out to people um, that you can share with your your cousin Vinny or whoever you want to share it with. Thanks. That's awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, look, guys, this this broadcast is brought to you again by our good friends over at Bell Promo. Uh, they're the home of the twelve piece minimum on everything. 
and they offer uh, simplified pricing, one low setup, and never repeat setups, regardless of the number of colors, locations, or decoration method. Bell Promo is the largest inventory of product styles and colors, and in top categories like drinkware, bags, writing instruments, and apparel. Bell Promo offers free samples and was one of the 2021 best places to work. So be the reason that someone smiles today and go check them out at bellpromo.com and uh, let them know the industry insider sent you. Uh, Jonathan, really appreciate your time um, and thank you for for putting that that event together and continuing to do what you do for the industry and just completely advocating for all things good. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys, until next time, we'll be seeing you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.